Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three da, 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 minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And like all bonsai found in tree, all Karate Kid minutes are found in this podcast. Come, Matt, son. Together we do podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today after that awkward intro uh, from Top Gun Minute, welcome to the show, Brian. Hello, how are you going? Doing great. Uh, I was trying to think of a Top Gun joke, but it's just not coming to me. <laughs> if I come up with one, it will definitely take your breath away, though. So just Uh-oh. hold tight. <laughs> Everybody just pictures a uh, sweaty man on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you like more, uh, Brian, volleyball or soccer? <laughs> um, ooh. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of either, but, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't answer that one. <laughs> they're, if there they're was both, one, I mean, was a perfect I, one it, to do on the beach, would it be volleyball or soccer? <laughs> I mean, I would probably have to go with soccer, <laughs> you know. Right. But I hate, but I hate to run. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I would rather probably stand on one of those uh, little poles and try to do kicks than be <laughs> running back and forth yeah. on the beach. Yeah, potentially fall, twist my ankle right fall <laughs> off and break a hip <laughs> uh i'm not that old yet uh well maybe i am okay well today we are talking about minutes 27 to 30 of the karate kid part three they begin with the kata kid and end with miyagi's problem uh so yeah ryan we've welcomed you to the show this is the first time you've guessed on guested on karate kid minute uh, so I can ask you in general, like, what is your history with the Karate Kid franchise? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, okay, I used to live in Florida when I was a child, and I moved here in '85 into to up to Indiana. Here being Indiana. in Indiana, okay. yes. And when I first moved here, we lived with my uncle, and he had cable, and mm-hmm. the, fir- the first Karate Kid movie was on a normal rotation by then, <laughs> and since we had just moved, I was going to be the new kid. He thought I would like that movie, so I watched it, and then I watched it again and again and again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it became, like, my favorite show, my favorite movie, until I watched Back to the Future, and that mm-hmm. took over. But Karate Kid, Karate Kid, Back to the Future, Top Gun, those are kind of, like, my my favorite movies from the 80s. So The great movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and of course, uh, the second one uh, came out in '86, same year as Top Gun, which you know this. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, Top Gun won that year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say a scandal. The host of the Top Gun Minute is telling me it's better than Karate Kid Two. Well, well, uh, you know, money wise, that year, yeah, Top Gun won. Yeah, they got the top, you know, the the song, you know, but uh-huh. I I don't agree with it. I think Karate Kid had a Karate Kid Two had a better song, so they yeah. should have they should have better than Berlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh how, yeah. How well, how well would that uh would um the Peter Cetera song work in Top Gun, and where would where would they slot it? <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully not during the volleyball scene. they are in shining armor (laughs) maybe in the bar scene at the very beginning of the movie 
but <laughs> oh yeah like but, maverick and goose could be singing glory of love you know yeah, sure. Ladies. sure why not <laughs> i can't believe a giant commercial for the navy beat karate kid too <laughs> i know <laughs> i said I, I love both of them i thought i karate kid franchise is great i love <laughs> top gun i love the back to future so yeah I gotta ask you, what's what's up with the the new Top Gun movie? Hasn't it been completed for like three years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was supposed to come out in 2020, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the whole pandemic thing kind of pushed it off, and they kept pushing it off and pushing it off. But hey, hopefully in May it's still gonna come out. I keep I just oh, went. Is, to that, the is that the new date? Yeah, May 27th. All right. Yeah, I, I actually I just went to the movie theater today, and uh, the trailer was out before the movie, so. Okay, looking good. Looking good, yeah. Now, Karate Kid 3... Yeah, uh, you've been avoiding I, this so far. <laughs> I don't. Re- I actually don't remember the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. and but I'm guessing when it was on uh, VHS, I would imagine, or if it was on, you know, HBO or something, but um, yeah, I watched it, and I've watched it over and over. I, you know, uh, we'll get into it, but uh, Robin Lively was uh, probably the first redhead that I kind of liked you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i mean it was great i i love it terry silver's a great um villain you know along mm-hmm. with trees so yeah i thought it was great i've watched it many times too nice uh well let's get into the minutes here where we left off on friday Mr. Miyagi and Daniel were eight hours north of Reseda in an area called Devil's Cauldron. In real life, it's called Devil's Basin. Uh, They're out there. They're poaching young saplings. I assume Miyagi wants to take advantage of the scenery and do a little back-to-nature kata with uh, (laughs) Daniel. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, for a little while here, Miyagi kind of models the positions and Daniel copies them. And so they were kind of up on a mountaintop, and it's looking really cool. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous cinematography here, I think. Probably, I think it's my favorite shot in the whole series. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Pretty, it's pretty Go nice. Ahead, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We, I, I took a crack against the cinematography in our first minutes, and Matt had to bring this, this scene up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. With the cool helicopter shot as they're yeah. flying away. Yeah, that's great. Now, yeah, it's like it's pretty pretty nuts how like uh, in focus they were um, when the you know when the the shot begins and then how small they get by the end of it. Yeah, I I I would say I would think if they were up there like that, you know, that would be a couple of stuntmen. But it it does the helicopter carrying the cameraman, you know, starts in focused on them and pulls back really really far. You can see how. I don't know. It looks pretty narrow up there, but it, I'm sure there's something that we're not seeing. That yeah, the know. other side must not be <laughs> as dramatic of a drop off, right? But yeah, it, it goes so far back that it even yeah, it gets like some foreground elements start coming in. You get like the depth of field, yeah, uh, with with the the close um, little mountaintops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Matt. We teased on on Friday uh, that uh, you would give us a very long lecture all about kata because you know people coming to this movie might not know 
you know, what are they doing? Is it just like a bunch of dancing on the mountain? Like is, you know, synchronized, synchronized dancing. Um, and since you are the martial arts expert, uh, on the show, um, could you possibly explain to, to us and the listeners what kata is and, you know, why one would do that? <laughs> uh, why do you do that? It's <laughs> a weird yeah, way to me, that. For me, it was uh, the only way I could win trophies in a tournament because <laughs> I was too <laughs> small to fight. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're just really good for practicing form and tightening up your movements and uh, getting your mind and body in the mood to do karate, I suppose, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not it's not just to weird out your opponent. No, <laughs> no one uses kata in a match. <laughs> Except Daniel. Except Daniel. Well, you know, I think uh, I think it's now a new thing for Daniel to. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I think it's a a, a new thing for Daniel to do something to confuse their opponent. And well, he's been doing it since the beginning, so. Mm-hmm. It's like, like that final move though will confuse them, and then I will get the upper hand and destroy, <laughs> and yeah. then win. He's only got tricks. <laughs> Can't win in a straightforward fight, can you, Daniel? <laughs> He's, he has to play dirty in a different kind of way mm-hmm. than the Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> now, Matt, you just said that you couldn't go uh, fight, so you use kata, and then you decide to judge Daniel for doing the same thing. <laughs> but he's using his kata in a fight. That's not how it works. All right. Uh, I did some research myself and, uh, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, what I thought was interesting for one thing, it's a, the kata means form in Japanese. And I, I read that I'm just quoting from Wikipedia, actually practicing kata allows a student to engage in a struggle using a systematic approach rather than practicing in a repetitive manner, the learner develops the ability to execute those techniques and movements in a natural reflex like manner. Um, so I thought that was cool. It's like, they're actually, uh, in the, in defining Kata, they're saying this is different than just doing something in a repetitive manner. And that of course is how Daniel learned his moves, uh, before. But I mean, it's, almost it's, like, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a sort of different repetitive manner. Yeah, you're not standing <laughs> yeah. in a line drilling punches, but you're still like right. doing the exact same movement over and over and over and over until you perfect it. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, whether they're in wax on, wax off, it's kind of like swan lake pirouette, swan lake pirouette. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> According to Olympics.com, uh, they said that there are three pillars of karate. There is kihan, which is the basics of martial arts moves, kumite, which is sparring using different techniques, and the third one is kata. Um, and they also went on to say kata is a huge part of Japanese martial arts, but it originated in China. And they said that ancient masters found it difficult to illustrate in words or paintings uh these techniques. So they taught these forms uh, in the Kata way to kind of pass on through future generations. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And somebody else on the internet, I don't know, this could be wrong, but they said, this is a modified, the Kata they're using here uh, is a modified version of the real life Kata Seanchen, Seanchen, 
uh, says a, that's a kata taught in many Okinawan karate styles, including Goju Ryu, uh, which is, of course, the style we've been talking about all along. And, uh, oh yeah, the the dash marshall dash way dot com says that kata this this kind of kata is uh, long and slow with many techniques performed from a horseback stance so the stance that they're in uh can actually tire their tire your legs out really <laughs> really quickly from just being like in this horse position you know horseback yeah. position it's really good for building your muscle in your legs though right and they said also this version this sainchen version um is unique because it has no kicking techniques hmm. that go along with that so it's kind of funny in the karate kid one it's like when do i get the punch and now it's in three it's like okay we're we're now just doing punching you know or movements with our arms blocks whatever yeah those uh those low stances are a staple of most karate styles certain ones are lower than others but yeah the low stance gives you a wider center of balance so you're tougher to knock over right and i always assumed that you know if you're in like the horseback position you're just kind of bobbing back and forth like that's also means like you're ready for a fight and you're waiting for like say like shang Tsung to say fight um, <laughs> this is the martial arts training that i have um coming in sorry um so <laughs> The uh, the track that is playing underneath them is called The Hidden Tree. And um, it kind of progresses into, you know, when, when they do the kata, that familiar training montage music we first heard in part one, and that's called Training Hard. Um, can either of you tell me when we first heard this music during the first movie? If you can remember what the music is. <laughs> this is what's playing while they're... Well, they're doing the kata. It's basically like a callback to Karate Kid 1, and it was used during... Uh, it must be the montage right after... Like, the. it must be the first training montage. No, wait. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> is it... It's a beautiful montage, I will tell you that. Is it the first training montage, like, after he's discovered that he's been learning karate? <laughs> yeah, it's the one where he's training on his own at the beach. And he's on the boat, and then he's starting to learn the crane kick on his own. Yeah, that's that's the music that's playing. Yeah, is yep, it that so. when he's like in the ocean? When he's, yep. Is that okay? That's what I was thinking. Somehow balancing on the boat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the bow of the boat, with nobody else in it. Yep. Uh, okay. So yeah, the other thing I had a note for here is that Daniel is wearing a very loud orange jacket. Yeah. And. Did, did, did do you know about this jacket, Brian? Yeah, the 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 very the very bright orange jacket is a MA-1 military flight jacket that's turned inside out. <laughs> right. Why does yeah. he have this? Well, the I guess it's like a bomber jacket basically, you know, mm -hmm. like you'd see in Top Gun, but the inside of it is orange and it's it's actually reversible so like if uh, a pilot gets uh shot down you know uh when the rescue is coming to get him they turn the jacket inside out and it's orange and so they can see him right so that's makes sense so, yeah but i guess <laughs> it was just a, a cool choice to wear because i mean the inside is you know it's either like a the olive green drab you know like or camouflage so 
Right. Yeah, I, I guess it's just a contrast between him and Miyagi because Miyagi's wearing the the olive drab colored jacket. That's my guess. Right. Yeah. It was either, I, you know, I doubt it wasn't. It wasn't like an accident. Like it wasn't like Ralph Macchio put it on the wrong way. But <laughs> yeah. You know, and also, you know, if he falls off the mountain, they can find him easier. <laughs> so, um, all right. So the scene ends, uh, fading into a shot looking right down into Devil's Cauldron. And I, it's like right here where Bill Conti's music gets a little bit more dangerous sounding, like almost like a clue of like, oh, it's so, this, this is significant. Yes. Something dangerous is going to happen here, but not right now. But. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> All right. So we go back to the bonsai shop. Um, I suppose after another eight hour drive, <laughs> um, it's starting to look better. Mr. Miyagi uh, seems to have found some old screen doors and he's stacking them up. Uh, Brian, what do you think about Daniel's decision to get Miyagi to open the shop with him? Well, I mean, it's instead of know, going like, it, to college or. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, Mr. Miyagi is his father figure. So I think mm -hmm. he wants to just, you know, help him out as much as he can. He doesn't want to just, you know, rot in retirement, you know. So <laughs> and he and he's already said that that was his dream was to, you know, when he went into retirement to take it easy and work on bonsai trees, basically. Mm. You know, so I think he's just helping him out. You know, and I mean he he, he tried to blow away his money in, in Okinawa. So <laughs> He got it back. I mean, it's just he's getting into a routine. Right. He just can't get this money away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to find out in part four that the, the shop is like doing gangbuster business. And Daniel's just like, oh, now I'm making even more money. <laughs> we do. We do find out in Cobra Kai that this business is doomed. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I hope in Cobra Kai that they go into it more like we've only. We got that one line. Hey, Mr. Miyagi's little trees was a solid business idea. I think that's <laughs> the only line about it. And I want to know, like, how many years, if 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 it was years, how many years did this store exist? Did it like go out of business on its own? Did he get too sick to run it? You know, right. I'm, th I'm thinking a tornado came through and blew it down because that thing is <laughs> held up by, you know, it's barely standing up. It doesn't look like a building. It looks like a collection of <laughs> trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like a, uh, it's like his his workshop at the, at the apartment building, but mm -hmm. just a little bit bigger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly the same. I mean, that place is that place is trashed. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, like Daniel, you know, we thought maybe he got kind of suckered into this, but I think you brought up bring up an interesting point that perhaps he just looked at this place. He's just like, well, he's used to working in this like shed at the, at the South seas. I, I, this looks just about right. You know, I think this, at feels least like this home. place has windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Daniel walks in holding a tree and it appears that Miyagi was working on this tree earlier, maybe at home. I don't know. And then kind of give up on it. And so Daniel has decided that Miyagi isn't done with this tree. Maybe it just needs a change of scenery. <laughs> just, I had to laugh because it was just hearing this dialogue go back and forth. It almost seemed like, oh, here's Daniel making more decisions for Miyagi. But like, luckily, it seems like Miyagi's like thinks it's a good idea. He's like, oh, very good, Daniel-san. You know, if this was filmed in the 
actual building? I keep thinking it was because there are I mean, many... there's a train going by in the back, but is that just like a rear rear projection screen train or is it a real train? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wish I knew more about the filming. I have looked to see if there was any sort of like if there was the set recreation, but it, there is a lot of like you can see outside with the windows. And yeah, it, it almost seems like it, they did film it right on location. Yeah, I can see cars still going by and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can even see them through like little gaps in the metal <laughs> right walls. But, but nothing is shaking inside that building. Yeah, and, and I've 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 lived right now literally about fifty feet from a railroad track, and every time a train goes by, everything shakes, but nothing yeah. is shaking here. Oh, you know, I was reminiscing. My my family home was like right near a train track and i was thinking reminiscing about how falling asleep at night was nice because like the bed would kind of shake when the train would go by (laughs) do you have the same deal or is it really annoying to you brian (laughs) um i i mean i got used to it i guess yeah so so. now Um, i just now i just hear the train go by i don't really feel it uh yeah yeah. And, uh, and if the, if it if they were filming it on set and that was a real train going by, was that I wonder if that's something they had to be like, all right, we need a train in this scene. Line up the train, <laughs> tell the radio the conductor, tell them we're shooting, go. Oh, we need to do another take. Back up the train, you know. <laughs> or they're just know these details, Robin. I know, I know. You know, unfortunately, there wasn't like, you know, this this sequel seems to me like more of a, you know, a kind of a you know, hurry up and get this cash before it completely loses relevance. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like, oh, we really should explore the making of this. And, you know, there, there's been so many deep dives into the the making and the filming of one and two. And when ev- almost everybody involved with three seems to like have a bad memory of it, it's kind of probably harder to get them to sit and wax poetic about making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No rehearsal videos on YouTube for this one. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, so Daniel notices Miyagi's cleaned the place up a bit. And, uh, and, and it, then it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, well, where have you been, man? Like your partners, what, what are you sleeping? What, yeah. what were you letting the old man do all the work here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just too worried about the tree. Just get him a, <laughs> yeah. get him a tree. And it's funny that he calls it a tree. He, they always call it a bonsai. That's like the first time I've ever heard him just call it a tree. Right, right. And, you know, we, we talked about in the first season how, like, bonsai really, like, I've known thought all my life, like, bonsai tree is just a bonsai tree. It's like a type of tree. No, a bonsai tree is a tree that's made with the, like, the art of bonsai. So it almost makes sense that he's just like, oh, this tree here, it's not yet a bonsai. <laughs> um, but what's interesting here is... Um, Daniel gives Miyagi this paper and charcoal and kind of sets up this makeshift easel. Like this is a, this is something we actually haven't yet seen in the crafting of a bonsai tree. Like Miyagi goes on to kind of draw the bonsai he wants to make as sort of like a, like a reverse still life. Like he, he does the painting and then models the actual thing on the, the painting or the drawing rather. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah. Cause like in the first movie, it was always, you know, the picture was inside your mind. Yeah, it's Miyagi losing it now. He can't, you know, his short term memory uh, lost are we, kicking in. Are we know? sure that's what he's doing? He's not drawing the logo for the company. 
No. But he seems to draw, and then all of a sudden you notice, I think it's Friday's minutes, the yeah. tree is looking exactly like that drawing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and so, yeah, that was the <laughs> definitely, Brian, you brought up the same thing. I was thinking, like, what happened to seeing it in your mind and and then and then opening your eyes and then you know just going ahead and doing it you know i don't i don't I understand why we have to draw a picture now but um so yeah daniel then starts to talk about this year's all valley and it appears that a letter came to miyagi's house and miyagi ignored it so daniel just went ahead and opened it for him <laughs> um i'm sure the letter said mr miyagi on the envelope <laughs> Yeah, that's a parallel offense, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm sure that nosy mailman handed it to Daniel, like, oh, this is for Mr. Miyagi, but I bet you could look at this too. <laughs> yeah. It does say All Valley Tournament on it. So, yeah, you're mm -hmm. probably okay to answer, to open this one. Right. So Miyagi's not interested, so Daniel just goes ahead and tells him about the new rule, and he says, quote, under the new rules, the defending champion only needs to fight in the final match. And then he says, isn't that great? It limits my fights to just one. Um, like, and then Miyagi's like, yes, Daniel, that's very good for this movie's budget. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That, that's, that, was, that was something I definitely thought was just like, isn't that great? No, I came here to see the karate kid do karate. Like, <laughs> it's not great at all. One fight? That seems unfair. <laughs> yeah, very unfair. So it seems very unfair. Like, Matt, like if in any tournament that you've been in or done, like, do you, is this, is this rule even a thing? Like, is that something not that, that I know of that just does not like someone fights through several rounds of karate students and has to fight somebody that's completely rested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all tired, but now I got to fight you. Who's been <laughs> here twiddling and your thumbs and you're the champion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny Lawrence must have been so mad <laughs> i believe he he was don't doesn't he mention that in the oh, yeah, latest season right. yeah right he only had to fight one fight that's bullcrap <laughs> <laughs> and you know speaking of johnny and the rest of the cobras are we to like assume that none of them are under 18 and daniel is and like like how surprising would it have been to see them pop up and have a rematch with daniel or like make mike barnes even more like of a of an intimidating opponent because you see Mike Barnes just taking out like Bobby, Tommy, Dutch, Johnny, and then all of a sudden has to fight Daniel. They've all joined different dojos. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they probably all, I mean, Chris said that all his students are gone. But yeah. Yeah. I would have liked it. Yeah. And you know, if Daniel isn't going to fight more than once we could have at least seen a montage of guys like fighting each other just to get a shot at Daniel. Like they're all like looking across the ring and Daniel's getting more and more nervous chewing his fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, oh, well. Uh, so Daniel then talks about how he's a lot more experienced than he was a year ago. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, they built an entire house for Yukie. I'm sure that was a lot of karate lessons right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plant so, the flower, Daniel son. Plant the flower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lay the pipe. No, no, wait. That. Uh, uh, slide the shoji. <laughs> slide the shoji. Um, so Daniel kind of pushes for Miyagi to reconsider. Actually, he like phrases it. I think we should seriously reconsider this. 
And, uh, you know, it just kind of points out that Daniel considers the two of them like a unit. Like, if Daniel's going to be in the tournament, Miss Miyagi needs to be standing courtside. Um, Courtside, is that the (laughs) Matt side? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. In his his corner. In his corner. But they're not. All right. Um, So Miyagi disagrees. And then he's like, I should suggest you should consider getting new pot for bonsai rather than consider. And to me, it's just kind of like um, Daniel said, you, you like you just talked me into starting a business with you. It's time to concentrate on that. Like we got two months to get our act together and then we have to start paying rent. Where is that money going to come from with your you off uh, both of us off training you for this karate tournament? Um Right. I mean, I, I guess Daniel must think that, well, you know, it's a movie. We can do both. I just get this done in a montage. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, when there's no customers in there, they can just train. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Sweep the floor. <laughs> Sweep the floor. That comes later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Daniel asks what Miyagi's problem is with doing the tournament. Um, and it's like he doesn't know already. I just I would think that Daniel Daniel's got this figured out. I mean, even Miyagi was like mentioning it at the beginning of Karate Kid too about how he's like retired. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, he already knows Miyagi's stance on karate and like doing it so you don't need to do it, basically. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't like yeah. fighting at all. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be for defense, but Daniel's getting really defensive about it right now. <laughs> maybe Miyagi should do some karate on him <laughs> um and and you know i i kind of um i didn't want to like cut off the end of this line so we'll just kind of cover it in this episode but you know Miyagi says uh you know if it's used to defend honor defend a life karate means something if it's used to defend a plastic metal trophy karate doesn't mean anything Karate no mean nothing, rather. Um, and it's just like, yeah, like Miyagi didn't even want to train Daniel at first. He he did it last year so Daniel would earn the respect of his peers and they would stop bullying him. And, you know, yeah, sure, he got a trophy. But I the the big win, I'm sure, in Miyagi's uh, eyes is Johnny going up to him and going, you're all right, LaRusso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, mission, mission accomplished. And, you know, what happened in Okinawa, you know, stays in Okinawa, but... Uh, but again, that was just like, you know, it was life or death. That was, and and now it's almost as if like, why is Daniel doing this? Is, is it just for pride? I'm sure that's what Miyagi thinks. And it's definitely the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like what else would it be doing it for? Um, well, for fellas, the ch- for the chicks, I guess. I for the chicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that uh, Kumiko is off the dance studio and Ali is, dumped him for uh, some sort of quarterback or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, it's time to uh, get lots of chicks go to those all Valley karate term. The under 18s. Whew, let me tell you. <laughs> the place is always packed. <laughs> um, all right. Well, well, uh, uh, Daniel should consider getting a new pot for bonsai. I think we should consider getting a new podcast episode for Wednesday. So uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us, Brian. You want to come back on Wednesday for three more Karate Kid three minutes? Yeah, sure. I mean, do you want me to run across the street and get the pot? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I can. Now, maybe, right. maybe, maybe on Wednesday we'll all go over there together. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> Who knows we'll what we'll be waiting get, for us? We'll all go to get pot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, it is Monday, so Brian, uh, we like to give our guests a chance to plug their own stuff. So go right ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Well, yeah, like we said at the beginning of the mo- at the beginning of the episode, uh, I do a, a podcast just like this one, but I do a little movie called Top Gun. It was made in 1986, and uh, yeah, but I do it one minute at a time, five days a week. So it's taken me a long time to get through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so but that's what I do. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Uh, I have a I have a Facebook. Uh, group is called top gun minute listener school you can find us there you can email me top gun minute pod at gmail.com i made fun of it at the beginning of the episode but that movie legit did make me want to be a fighter pilot <laughs> oh, oh yeah I, I joined the military um it could be one of the reasons why i don't know <laughs> nice it was like that and jurassic park i was like either gonna be a fighter pilot or a paleontologist as i'm sure every other young boy thought the same thing yeah. well the top gun you get a you know in the military you know if you're flying a, a fighter jet you get yourself a cool nickname and, and, and like a personalized helmet so yeah yeah and you might get the chick <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you'd have to settle for meg ryan i guess uh, i guess yeah <laughs> yeah but you have to have a good singing voice to get yeah. the girl. Oh, yeah. We all have to come up with uh, uh, our own call signs for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah. All right. And until next time. Men who catch fly with chopstick accomplish anything. <laughs>